you have your Bibles tonight, turn to Hebrews chapter 11. One of the greatest chapters in the Word of God. One of the greatest chapters. Lots of wonderful chapters. Uh, and uh, my wife tells me, your favorite verse is whatever you're reading. Your favorite chapter is wherever you're at. And I, I think that's probably true. But I'll tell you, Hebrews chapter 11 is an amazing chapter. And I just, I just love it. And we're only going to look at part of this aspect tonight. So verse 1. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. We'll talk about that. And then go down now to, well, let's, uh, let's go on to, to verses 2 and 3. By, for it was by faith, people of old, when I first read that I thought old people. For it was by faith old people received the, their commendation. But no, it's by faith the people of old received their commendation. By faith, we understand the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. The creator of all, in other words. And then go down to verse 6 now where we'll be camping for most of our message tonight. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. And or to please him, different King James, I'm always in that in my mind. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. And in the King James, it's diligently seek him. I put in your notes that a sour old man was once asked, what's the difference between ignorance and apathy? And he responded, I don't know and I don't care. Well... <laughs> He covered them both all in one brief statement there. Now, there's some things you do need to know, however, and some things it doesn't matter if you know or not. It doesn't, they aren't really important. But faith in God, faith in God is one of the most essential and eternal things that we do need to know. I do not know all that there is to know about faith. In fact, what I do know, I feel, is very small in relationship to the experience and the subject of it. But I tell you, I, I love the subject of faith, and I'm always praying, Lord, increase our faith. The disciples prayed that, and I think we should too. Lord, increase my faith. Give me a greater faith to believe you for God-honoring things. Over the years, there have been hundreds of beautiful, anointed songs composed on the subject of faith, both contemporary and in years gone by, almost from the beginning of Christendom, people have written great hymns by faith. The, title, the song titled By Faith, written by Keith and Kristen Getty, that our worship team leads us in from time to time, is one of those songs. The words go like this. By faith, we see the hand of God in the light of creation's grand design. In the love of those who prove his faithfulness, who walk by faith, not by sight. And then it goes on, verse 2. By faith, our fathers roamed the earth with the power of his promise in their hearts. Of a holy city built by God's own hand, a place where peace and justice reign. Then goes on to verse 3. Uh, by faith, the prophets saw a day. When the longed-for Messiah would appear, 
with the power to break the chains of sin and death and rise triumphant from the grave. Verse 4, by faith, the church was called to go in the power of the Spirit to the lost, to deliver captives and to preach good news in every corner of the earth. And then the chorus says, we will stand as children of the promise. We will fix our eyes on, our, on him, our soul's reward, till the race is finished and the work is done. We'll walk by faith and not by sight. Dear friends, that ought to be the glorious anthem of every one of our lives this evening. And that is, in the Lord, my O oh Lord, my faith is in you. My faith looks up to you. In all of the race of my life, when it's finished here on earth, I'm going to keep walking on by faith until you say, come up higher. You see, faith enables us. It's, the reason this is important, faith enables us to believe that every promise that God ever made, he's going to keep. Every promise that you see in the scripture that God made, he's going to keep. There, he's never going to say, well, I overspoke that. Or I overpromise that. No, every promise that God has made in the Word of God, you can stake your soul eternally upon that promise. Every promise in the book is mine, the hymn writer said, the chorus, every chapter, every verse, every line. Now, I freely admit that there's a lot more that I don't know about faith and about God than what I do know. But I can tell you from studying God's word and from my own personal experience with God that I've learned two things about God. Nobody can change your life like God. We just heard that. Nobody can change your life like God. You can change your life for a little while through resolution. You can change your life for a little while by, by doing this or doing that in human strength. But if you're looking over the long haul, if you're looking for permanent change, our Heavenly Father is the only one that can do that. And God will not do or cannot do, binds himself if you please, he will not change your life until you place your faith in him. Anything else that you try to do uh, is just simply human effort, no matter how noble the cause or how just the occasion. If you're doing it in your own strength, the Bible says, without faith in God, it's not pleasing to him. Faith is the beginning of a relationship with God. The road to a saving relationship to God is paved with faith. Now, there's a lot of definitions of faith. I, I, have you ever looked at uh, definitions of something and, and seen the number there? Sometimes there's such an astronomical number of, of things that are on the internet that are on that subject. You think, how in the world could there be that many aspects of that? But I just picked out some that I thought is, that were good. Someone has said, I like this one, although I don't, I don't really like it, but I like it just for the, for the, uh, the, the, it challenges your thinking. Faith is climbing out on a limb, cutting it off, and watch the tree fall down. <laughs> think about that. Another described it this way, think more familiar. Doubt is putting your circumstances between you and God. Faith is putting God between you and your circumstances. And when you do that, that's what faith really is. 
Here's another one. Faith is eliminating every fear you have except the fear of God. I like that. Eliminating every fear you have. That's what faith does except the fear of God, which you always want with you because the Bible says that's a healthy fear. And then another one is this, the last one. Faith is taking the first step before God reveals the second step. That's what faith is. It's taking the first step before God reveals the second step. Now, Romans 12, 3, I've had people tell me before, I don't think I have any faith, or I, I, I don't have enough faith to believe like you do. I want to tell you something. Romans 12, 3 rebukes that. It says, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to think. But it does say, God has dealt to every man a measure of faith. In other words, there's not a one of us here tonight, there's not a one of us anywhere in the world that if they choose to look up to God doesn't have enough faith to believe that Christ could be their Savior and that he died for them. God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Now, you don't have to be satisfied with that measure all of your life because the disciples prayed in, uh, they, they prayed in Luke, it was, Lord, increase our faith. But every one of us has a basic, simple faith enough for us to draw near to God. Now, as we look at this passage in Hebrews 11, 1 through 6, we're going to learn why the very first thing that God wants from all of us simply is simple faith. We're going to see why the only road that leads to God is the ramp of faith. We will answer some of the questions as to why we need to know as much about faith, what it is, how it works, and, and how it affects us. So point number one, as we jump right into this now, is by faith we perceive God. And that word perceive means we're aware of God. By faith we become conscious of God. By faith we realize or understand God. Faith is described in different ways, in different translations in the Bible. And just about every single one of them is helpful in using words that enable us to better understand what this gift and what this quality of faith is. In the NIV, it says, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Two important words there, confidence and assurance. That's what faith is. And then the ESV that I read from here tonight is faith is the assurance. There's that word again. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. In other words, you, it's something that you believe in your heart that you wouldn't sacrifice for anything. Faith is not a preference. It's a conviction that you have that what the word of God says is absolutely true. And then, of course, the one that's most familiar to all of us, that most of us have memorized our verses over our lifetime from, is the King James. And it uses the word substance. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, and it's the evidence of things not seen. If you read any kind of uh, books that deal with problem solving or with, even with crime, uh, it's, it's all about the evidence that is presented that brings the verdict, that brings the convincement that this is right. And the Bible tells us faith is the substance. Now that word substance, it, it's also, uh, it comes from the word hypostasis, which means placing or setting under. It's a substructure. In other words, when you say substance, 
it has the idea of a subfloor. Beneath this carpet here, there is a solid concrete floor. That is the subfloor that this carpet rests upon. If this carpet were just stretched out here, we'd all, with no subfloor, we'd all be in trouble. We'd be, we'd be lower than the baptismal up here because we'd be down below it. But substance means sub is under and stance is standing. So what we stand on, our, what we, the sub is under, the stasis is standing, and we stand on faith, which is the foundation of knowing God and all things about God. And that has substance. If you don't think this, beneath this floor there is substance, you haven't tested it out. It is solid. If you try to get to it with it, if you just brought a hammer in here, you'd chip off a few things. But if you were going to break up this whole substance, this subflooring, you'd find yourself in almost a lifetime of work if you didn't have the proper things. So for us, faith is the substance of things we hope for. Now, there are unbelievers who will tell us that that's not true, that there's no substance to faith, that it's like pie in the sky, and it has nothing to do with reality. Uh, there was a little boy, they asked him his definition of faith, and he didn't have it quite right, but it, it's kind of interesting, even though it's wrong. He said, faith is believing what you know ain't so. <laughs> now, uh, Faith is believing, but by believing, it becomes real to you, and it is real when you, when you have your faith in the right thing. I tell you, the Bible knows nothing, nor does Christianity know anything about a blind faith. Once in a while, I hear people talk about, well, I just did that by blind faith. Faith does not require you to check your brains to believe something. It has a substance. Faith is the substance of things we hope for and the evidence of things not seen. You're standing on something firm and solid, and that's the word of God and the promises of God and the character of God when you exercise faith. Now, here's another thing that, about this faith. If you don't have faith, about all you're left with is presumption. You know, I've seen people that have a lot of self-confidence. It's one thing to have self-confidence. It's important to up to a certain degree. But when we start substituting our own self-worth, our own intelligence, our own self-confidence in place of God, that's not faith, that's presumption. Keep that in mind. Now, as believers, we have a receipt. I've, I've had people say, well, I, I, don't, I just don't know how, how you can believe stuff like that when you... When you uh, I just don't have faith, they will tell you. But I want to I share with you, and some of these things are, are simple, but you, 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 get, you have, every one of us has faith that we exercise every single day of the world multiple times that, that we have faith in that, that I don't know why it would be hard for us to have faith toward God. You get on the internet, you order something, and you give your credit card number, and they will give you a receipt. But you don't have the product, but you have faith that within the next 38 days, if the interstate isn't, if the interstate isn't locked up, you're going to get what you ordered. How are you basing that on? Just on the fact that you have a receipt from the uh, organization, from Amazon most likely. They gave you a receipt and says, watch your mail, this will be coming. Uh, as a believer, we have a receipt, and that receipt is the Bible. It's the Word of God. 
you know, uh, w those of us that are going down to the IWD conference, I called down there and I have a confirmation of a number of a room down there by faith. Uh, it, you know, they just said, here's your room number. This is what you asked for. Here's confirmation of that. Now, I, they didn't send me a key. I don't have any evidence of that. I'm taking them at their word. And when I get down there, by faith, I'm going to go up to the front desk and tell them my name and say, this is the confirmation number that I have. That's all by faith. And they're going to give me a room. Can you believe it? It's going to be, well, they won't give it to me, but uh, I have to. <laughs> Uh, but I've got a room waiting there for me. That's the point that I want to talk about. So uh, it goes on to say it's the assurance. I have assurance. You're traveling. Every one of us drive down the interstate here, 75, 80, well, 75, till we get to the 80 zone. Then <laughs> when you get to the 80 zone, then you go. But, but people, those big old semis come along and just pass you, and you kind of, your car just kind of wobbles around there for a little while, and you get back on. Or when you get on a two-lane road and meet those big semis, it's by faith that you're even going to survive and that they're going to stay in their lane and that you're going to stay in your lane. We live by faith every single day. A lot of people say, well, you, you, you can't see faith. You can't see the effects of it. Well, yes, you can. We all believe in things we've not seen. We have electric lights here tonight. None of us have seen electricity. We see the effects of electricity, but we don't see electricity itself. Have you ever seen the wind? Well, yeah, we've seen the effects of wind. The interstate's been closed for days at a time, but that's not the wind. It's the effects of the wind. No one has ever seen the wind. Um, have you ever seen gravity? No, you haven't. But you have seen and felt the effects of gravity every single day. And I'm a living example of the effects of gravity. I used to have a massive chest. <laughs> but gravity has had a sinister effect on me. And, and it has inched down to where it's now called a large waist. But though we've never seen any of these things, electricity, wind, and gravity, and there'd be a lot of others if, you, if we had time to talk about, but there's not a one of us here tonight that would not deny the reality of them, and yet not a one of us has ever seen those things. We've only seen the effects of those things. So we have more and lasting evidence that what any man could ask for in answered prayer, in God's protection, in God's provision, in God's presence, in God's creation, in God's character, and in God's conduct. All of this is accorded to us by faith. Read, read a really good application. Walt Disney died before Disney World opened. Not Disneyland, we're talking about Disney World in Florida. Walt Disney died before Disney World opened. When they dedicated Disney World, his wife was sitting on the platform next to the mayor of Orlando. He leaned over to her and he said, oh, it's a shame that Walt didn't live to see this place. His wife responded, oh, Walt did see it. That's why it's here. Walt Disney bought thousands of acres of swampland. He tried, Art Linkletter, I read a funny thing about him. You know how funny guy he was for years, those of us that are older. Anybody here remember Art Linkletter? Please, somebody raise your hand. Yeah. 
But Art Linkletter said the biggest regret of his life, Walt Disney approached him about coming in as a partner on Disney World. And, he, and Art Linkletter was very interested. And he said, where are you going to put it? And he said, over there. And all it was was swamp, just pure thousands of acres of swamp. And Art Linkletter said, Walt, I, I'm sorry. I, I can't put good money into that. I, I, it just doesn't make sense. And then he later said the biggest, well, uh, Art Linklater said, the biggest mistake I ever made was not trusting Walt Disney that he knew what he was doing. But you see, he saw Disney World before it ever became a reality. And by faith, you and I see heaven tonight by faith. I tell you, I see it more probably than some of you because the older you get, the more you think about heaven. And it's, I see it, I do. It's just over the horizon, but I see the light of it just as, it come up, as I come up to the horizon. Have any of you ever climbed a mountain or uh, big hills where it's dark with trees, and then as you get to the edge of the trees, it starts to lighten up, and you see, and you think, I'm almost there? That's what heaven is for you and for me by faith. It's just over the horizon, but... We're close enough in this span of time that it's getting brighter. Every time we meet together this Sunday night, we're one week closer than we were a week before, and we're through a few more of the trees of life. So someone said, <laughs> someone said if God exists, why can't you see him? Well, um, that's simply, remember those illustrations? Uh, somebody uh, you know, you know you, you're thinking even as I'm talking to you, but nobody can see your thoughts. You can't even see your own thoughts, but you know they're taking place in your mind because they're there. And you're saying either, yes, that's right, or what time is it, Larry? That type of thing. So someone says, you just believe there's a God by faith? And I say, and you believe there isn't by faith? You see, the people that believe there's no, no God they're believing that by faith. And I want to tell you something. I'd much rather believe in God than someone's self-conceived, puffed-up opinion that he knows more than what the Word of God says. I believe the Word of God because I both have experienced it and it's real in my heart and life. So, by faith we please God. That's number two, all right? Uh, number one purpose in our life should be to please God. All of these is, and without faith, Hebrews 6 now, without faith, him that cometh to God must believe that he is. That's the, re, that's the uh, aspect there of perceiving God. You by faith. You know what faith simply is? It's choosing. It's choosing to accept what God has said. You know, if you can see something, I do not have faith. There's a, there's a collection plate up here. It's empty, by the way. Oh, we haven't taken the offering yet. I was thinking somebody thought I was going to preach and, and uh, was going to wait to see how much to put in it according to the sermon. But <laughs> I have to be careful. I get so goofy. Uh, it doesn't take any faith for me to believe that that, that that offering plate is right there because I can see it. I can see it. So it takes no faith to believe in that which you can see. It only takes faith to believe in that which the word of God says you cannot see. By faith we please God, and without faith it's impossible to please him. Oh, how we need to remember that. I, I say again, it takes far more faith 
to explain away God than it does to explain God. I like to watch this opal. Uh, I, I like to watch on YouTube. I watch funny things. I watch guys splitting wood by the hour, and I wish I could. I used to just love to split wood with a wood splitter, but now I, I, I'm too old to do that. So I, I watch two or three videos uh, almost every day when I'm home at night after we have our prayer time, have about an hour before I go to bed, and I watch. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I watch them splitting, splitting wood. And it's, it's just interesting to see uh, what guys are doing there. I lost my train of thought <laughs> completely. <laughs> I'm just telling you no, point number two is by faith. It's how, it's, by faith is how we please God. Let's move on to number three. You've got four minutes left. Probably just as good, probably just as good that I did there. Uh, I thought that was the trumpet and I was still here. By faith, we pursue God. So, first of all, we, per- <laughs> we perceive God. Number two, we please God. And number three, by faith, we pursue God. We've learned that the one thing above all things that pleases God is faith. It tells us, without faith, you cannot please God. And here's the kicker for this one about pursuing God. It tells us there that as we obey him, and that he diligently rewards those that seek him. That's where the pursuit comes in. That diligent rewards those that seek him. So when we, when we disobey God, when we disobey God, we find ourselves all at once. We find ourselves checked by the Spirit because we know that we're not walking hard after God. God's first reward and his greatest reward is when we simply pursue him, and that means to go after him, to spend time with him like you're doing tonight, to focus on him and his word, to make sure that you are aware of his presence in your life. And if you do that, then as Josh testified earlier tonight, God gives direction, but he doesn't map it all out, only so far as eternity. He tells us if we follow him, We're going to end up there. But in the road of life, it's just like the manna that came day by day in the wilderness. Why did God give it one day at a time? So that they would depend upon him one day at a time. We pursue him. Dr. Adrian Rogers, I was reading some of his sermons this week on faith. He says, by faith, we give God pleasure. And through faith, God gives us treasure. I really like that. I don't know if I put that in your notes or not. But you see, by faith, we give God pleasure, and through faith, God gives us treasure. So I hope that these three little things, these three just little bitty things about, about pursuing, perceiving God and pleasing God and pursuing God, those are all three legs on the stand that, that faith rests upon and causes us to do those things as we live for him. Every person on earth has to believe in something or someone, even if it is just themselves. I do, but that something I believe in is called life after death in either heaven or hell. That someone I believe in is called God, the God who created the universe and everything in it and on it. The God who said, have faith in me. The God who said, have faith in my son, 
Choose to believe in my person and in my promises, and I will reward you for your faith. The just shall live by faith. So I pray that, that as we, you might study this some more because you could preach on it multiple times and never, and never cover it all. But pray that God will, you know, the disciples in Luke said, Lord, increase our faith. The big thing to remember, if you don't feel like you have great faith, the big thing to remember is it's not the size of your faith that's important. It's the object of your faith that is important. And if you have a little faith, but it's in a big God, you're on the right track. Better to have that than to have a big faith in a little God. Have a little faith in a big God, but ask God to continue to increase your faith that you might trust him. And as again was pointed out, that you might be ever conscious day by day of what his will is. And you have boldness to speak out for him because by faith, by faith, read that chapter. By faith, you believe what God has said and you can stake your soul.